Amazing listener, how you doing? Welcome to Do It For The Gram, an Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach, Milton Stewart. On this short episode, I have a Q&A with Kat Gordon, the chief cake taster, CEO, and founder of Muddy's Bake Shop. And so after our initial interview, because this is a part two, she wanted to ask me a few questions. So we get into a lot of different things around the Enneagram, some stuff about the Enneagram 1, some stuff about the Enneagram 7 and different types, um, and just a, a, a lot of different things. And so I'm excited for you to listen in. And we're even going to go over a part where I am um, vulnerable, and I'll mention that deeper inside this episode. Very honest episode for me. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. See you at the end. Bye. Do you have any questions for me about the one? Because I know you said you wanted to pick my yes. brain some. Yes. I mean, I'm just so curious. I'm so curious about all of it, but I am curious. You asked me earlier what you think, like what I think um, people probably misunderstand at online. Right. And I'm really curious from your perspective as someone who has studied so much mm-hmm. about the Enneagram and is coaching people right. using the Enneagram. So without like sharing, you know, personal details of clients, right, which, right. you know, we'll just wait till you're not recording on that one. <laughs> but, um, but no, so like what, what do you find are the common misperceptions about a one? Um, well, first I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said the very first thing about them coming off as, um, very, I guess, judgmental in a mm-hmm. sense, um, and people perceiving that as um, they are judging them in a way that is um, against them or trying to harm them yeah. um, in a way. I think that is a misunderstanding a lot of people have of the one, because that's just not, that's not the intent. Unless they're just like extremely unhealthy, that's not the intent for that to happen, um, for sure. Um, I think um, another misunderstanding um of the one is, I think probably their um, their drive for things to be right. Um, I think people misunderstand their drive for things, wanting things to be right, because they don't understand it. Whereas, like ones have a feeling on the inside that it's something that it's it's a feeling almost like something's not right. Or something is kind of right. There's a feeling like people, a lot of other types, we don't have that necessarily that feeling of like. Interesting. Yeah, because it's a, it's a somatic thing almost. That's what I'm trying to get to. Like it's somatic size feeling. So basically like a superpower. In a sense. Yes. Use the right way. It's like a superpower, right? (laughs) You've used the right way. It's great. You know? Um, And so that's one thing people misunderstand. I say what about ones? Because they automatically think that um, they're trying to which they can be trying to control all situations, which doesn't mean they're trying to control the situation. They're just really trying to make it better. And they can miss, they can like have a misconception or misperceive that as, Oh my goodness, they're trying to control everything because they think they're always right. And so it's this weird, she's better than me. Right. And so it's this weird balance of, um, that because a lot of times the, a lot of times the underlying feeling from ones, is not that they want, you know, to judge or to make people feel that way kind of deal. And so some people misunderstand that a lot about ones. Go ahead. It sounds like almost confusing. Like the one might be thinking like, I want to fix it for you. And they're hearing the other person might be hearing. I want to fix you. Right. Um, I would say, Ooh, (sighs) I would say criticism, um, can be tough for ones. 
as they um, start to mature. Because what people don't understand, sometimes they don't know what one is that, like, the criticism already exists inside. It's already there. And so when people um, criticize a one, especially um, if it's not constructive, and sometimes when it is constructive, it can be a little painful, a little damaging, almost. And ones Mm -hmm. have to muster up and fight back and like, okay, let me accept that and then let me move forward. Because one of the self-defense mechanisms, which really, this is a whole other thing, it's way deeper, this is something else, but it's called reaction formation. And so, and so part of it is when they get fr- when ones get frustrated, a lot of times is, and I would say Western society, we've been taught that anger equals bad in a sense. And that's like in general, but right. anger is just an emotion. We can use it for bad or for good, but it just depends. On its own, it just is. Right. It just, it just is. And so a lot of times, especially with ones, because they want to do things right in a sense that they don't want to express anger because Generally, they got the message that anger is bad, like all of us have, but they got the message, so they don't want to express it that way. So it's like, oh, I'm frustrated. It's like, no, you're mad. No, you're real mad. You're pissed off, you know? And it's like, maybe I am. And so in that reaction formation, typically what they do is like they double down trying to do the right thing in a sense. And but it's in this real strict, stringent kind of way. So it's more brittle. Oh, yes. It's it's very brittle. And then it's like, it's like a... um, I would say like a rattlesnake, where it's like, where like, it's striking, like, like, like little, very like strong tones will come out, but it's like really abrupt. It's like, it's like, whoa, whoa, what just, whoa, oh my goodness. And it's like, and let's get this over fast. Yes. And that's, mm -hmm. yes. Not going to bite, not going to bite, not, oh, you want to bite? Mm-hmm. What's the knockout punch? And now it's all done. (laughs) Right. That's exactly how it is. So it's reaction formation. I hope my mom's not listening. (laughs) Because it's like, because like, mm-hmm, they're yeah. trying to, because yeah. <laughs> ones are trying to do the right thing, but they're really mad and they don't want to allow, like, they're just regular emotion to come out. So they're trying to still do the right thing, but they're super angry at the same time. So it's not looking right at all. So it's like, you know. Wow. Um, so that is a part of the one that ones have to work with because it is like, it's where they go when life starts to bombard them and their normal mm-hmm. defenses don't work. Then it's like. Oh my goodness, let me double down doing what's right. You know, even though I'm frustrated. And so that doesn't look right because now you're extra anxious, you're frustrated, um, you know, your blood pressure's up, your, you know, all of your chemicals aren't releasing like they should in the brain yet. So it's like I'm just, you're tense, everything somatically. So yeah, that's one of the things that happens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish you could see the look she's giving me right now. It's <laughs> like self awareness everywhere. Yeah, I mean, but we, like I said, every number has to struggle. Yeah. Every, every single number has to struggle. Um, but I would say definitely those are some things about the one that um, they definitely have to constantly work on because we all have our yeah. growth path. And ones are... So in this upcoming part, I'm going to be very honest. And I left it in and did not edit it out because I think it's a part of my growth. And I want to be authentic and honest with you, the listener, because I really appreciate and and thank you for the support that you've given me. If you are listening uh, to this podcast, that means the world to me so much um, because I'm really trying to provide value. But I also want to be authentic with you and like I'm a real person and not some perfect person because I'm far from that. So. I left in a portion that I'm actually incorrect on. I was correct when I first said it, but then uh, my day 
was so stressful and I didn't do any centering exercises to get my mind right um, before I went to the interview. I just didn't have time. I had to uh, leave my day job, which you know is working in elementary school, working with kids. We had a lot of different situations going on that day. And I had to shoot straight to Muddy's Bake Shop to do the interview. And so I'm like moving fast. It's hot outside. I got to get my equipment in and I'm getting everything ready and up going. Um, and so I didn't have time to center myself and to really get my brain focused for what um, I was going into so I could have my mind completely 100% um, in the interview like I wanted it to be. So I mentioned something incorrect. And what that is, I mentioned for Enneagram Ones that their repressed center is um, feelings, but it's actually thinking. The repressed center for the Enneagram One is thinking because of uh, the inner critic and another reason is too because the rules that they create within themselves that they feel they have to follow but the inner critic because it can sometimes not serve them well and it doesn't serve them well by basically focusing so heavily on things being in a way perfect or things being in a way so right that sometimes it compromises and it is counterintuitive to them actually accomplishing accomplishing the purpose that they set out to do because they can get stuck in things that um, to them seem to matter a lot, but to the people it's for, which is typically what they're doing is for other people, it really doesn't matter. But they can get stuck in their own heads about something they feel that's not right with either with them, with something they have, like their house, they want to invite people over, but they can't because they feel a certain way uh, mentally about it. Um, and that thinking is not healthy for them. And so that's one of their thinking repressed because they have such a strong inner critic that sometimes the inner critic can, can hold them back from being able to accomplish some really good purposes that they have um, for them and different things they want to do. So yeah, it's thinking repressed, not feeling repressed. So, and I also want to include this as well because as a seven, one of the things that five, six, and sevens struggle with, and this is every type to a certain extent, but we really struggle with it. It just looks different, but it's being competent. And for me to be saying something on the track that was incorrect or wrong, I felt like, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't let the audience hear that and see that I, I made a mistake and that's ridiculous because we're humans and so I had to like really talk with myself and be like no you're going to leave that in there and that's going to be a part of your growth so I thank you for listening and listening to uh, me as I work through as well my own personal growth while I'm growing and helping hopefully helping you and people that you know grow as well through the Enneagram thank you so much here we go Let me make sure I get this correct. Let me see. If I'm not mistaken, ones are... I want to say thinking repressed, but I'm not... I don't exactly remember. I'm trying to think. And I think it's thinking repressed because part of their thinking is counterintuitive to what they're trying to do sometimes, or sometimes it's not 100% helpful because of the inner critic. No. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, this is the part that I'm still studying, but it's um, it's either emotionally repressed because they're not doing repressed at all. They do. Yeah. They do. They do. They do. They do. Um, I mean, just personally, emotionally repressed sounds more on the note. Yeah. But that, you know, that might be getting into the the no. INTJ side. No, no. I, but I think it is the emotionally repressed part um, that ones are, that they have to dive into because 
Yeah, it's emotionally repressed because they have to dive into compassion. Yeah. That's where it's at. They have to dive into not only compassion for others, but self. Right. And then part of the growth path, too, for ones is... Um, and I'll just skip over it and be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm right. good. I'm, I'm all taken care of. I'm, I'm real good. Um, and part of it, it, it's a whole lot. And part of this is coaching. <laughs> and then we're not going to get into all that because it's so much. I would love to get into it with you. Um, but part of the growth for the one as well is um, making sure... Oh my goodness, my seven brain just got scattered real quick. <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. Um, we're talking about the growth path for the one, which is... Um, okay, yeah, compassion. So, yeah. talking about that, um, it's how do I look at myself and how do I look at life in a way that allows me to relax that inner critic and so that I can be more loving mm-hmm. towards them and myself because when ones can really love themselves for the totality of them, the good, the bad, the ugly, and they don't see themselves as good. They don't see themselves as bad. They see themselves as just them, you know? Yeah. And in that way, they're able to truly love themselves and love others much easier. And so it's much easier that way. So that's a, that's a, yeah. Constant battle. Mm. I'm also curious. So misunderstandings others have of one, are there a common, and this like might not even be a real thing in the study. I'm just sort of interested in, perceptions of others Mm, in your experience have you found that there are things where like oh ones typically tend to misunderstand about everyone else oh this this other thing or like certain assumptions oh i think ones tend to just like make i mean i'm sure that's for everybody right I, i think um i think assumptions are just a huge thing for a lot of and i think um a lot of the um instagram um pages with different memes and different things yeah. on on uh, the Enneagram. I think I think they're hilarious, but I think they also can be misleading at the same time. Um and some are inaccurate, but you know, whatever. Um so I think that makes people look at different people um kind of differently and put yeah. them in a box automatically. Right. When that's not the case. And what I find honestly is that um uh, when you work with people, a lot of people sometimes um may not know their exact type because this is what's interesting. A lot of times people can have a core type and you're one. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) Um, But because of society, because of where we were raised, because of where we work, um, these things are called overlays. And um, so we can show up as another type, which we believe has either, either will help us survive or help us for like be the image of what we need to be successful. Like a learned. Right. I feel like I've heard that. A lot. So, I mean, so like certain caring professions mm-hmm. or things like that, I think are really susceptible right. maybe to that. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's very much so. And I'll tell you one of them because Southern women in the South, Southern women in the South, duh, they're, in the, they're Southern. But anyway. So Southern women still living in the South. Southern women go. still living in the South. Um, a lot of times they type as twos. Because mm, that's an expectation. Right. But that's a lot of times they're not twos. That's just the role um, that the South sometimes has like placed like, oh, well, you should be like this, super serving, super loving, and just like this and ready to all those kind of things like that. And a lot of a lot of women in the South aren't twos though. That's the thing about it. they're not. And so the the troubling part about that is that 
when you don't know like your direct number, you don't have a direct growth path. And so then you may be trying to work on another growth path and you're not going to get far because you're like wearing some pants that don't really fit. Yeah. You're just like, Oh my goodness, these pants just don't fit right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but when you put on the right one, it's like, Oh, this does this feel is different. Right. Oh my goodness. This explains so much, you know? So yeah, that, that is overlays, wow. cultural overlays, um, environment overlays, all the stress, all this stuff. It yeah. can, it won't alter your number, but it may alter how you show up to different places. So it's really, yeah. Well, I think that speaks to, you were saying earlier, um, you know, you like first discovering the Enneagram. I think all of us do this. It's like we immediately then try to be like, mm, I wonder what my husband is. Mm, I wonder what my brother is. I wonder what my employee is. Mm-hmm. And trying to type other people. Right. But I think that really speaks a lot to how dangerous that can be too, because how someone shows up in their role, you right. know, if you are in an empathy heavy, you know, sort of caretaker yeah. role and you're good at it. Like I imagine lots of non twos can be good at mm-hmm. right. caregiving roles, but that, I mean, that talk about just like a warning to yeah, don't be too quick to type someone else because of how you see them show up. Yes. All the time. Like, Thank you. Yes. Oh my goodness. This that's is like, great. I'm dying. Yes. This is where like, I'm dying for my brother to take oh this goodness. because yeah. everyone in our team, we did the, um, at Muddy's at our staff retreat two mm-hmm. years ago, I think somebody came in and we did all the Myers Briggs, right. like really, and it was totally amazing, mm-hmm. hugely eye opening for my team. But everybody on our team was so surprised because both Kip and I are like we test as the same Myers Briggs type, right? And we like don't. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot where it's like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. But I mean, people are like, wait, what? Yeah, you two are the same. Tight, but it's like right but there's there's a spectrum and there's all sorts of stuff and my hunch would be that if he took the enneagram that we actually have really i think our enneagram Mm -hmm. types are probably really different Mm -hmm. because some of how we do things does tend to be the same or like our thought process of how we think about things tends to be the same but i think our drive for why we do it in the first place is really different Yes. So I'm so curious and, you know, and I know better because I've tried to think like, Ooh, I wonder what, I yeah. what type he is. Maybe he's this. And I'm like, no, 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 stop. Don't right. do that. That's, right. that's so, not a good service to have. <laughs> so as an Enneagram coach, so a certified Enneagram coach, um, I can do a typing interview with him. We can set up a time where I could do like a typing interview and it's all based on questions and I pick up things because it's so much, I prefer and like tests, like online tests are so much easier because it's like quick, but the best way is like to use an actual coach or go through like a typing process because like test like online tests you can't pick up um a person's facial expressions you can't pick up the words they use like just like the things the words that you use the way that you do things mm. they all say it the clothes that you wear you're more likely everything. to catch an inconsistency if somebody feels like they should answer a yes. certain way yes and that's that, what'll catch right. that right and so the way that we do it it just catches those different questions the way they answer everything there's so many um so many indicators and clues when a person is answering, even if they're like trying to answer for a different number or a number like, I know I'm like this. And it's like, yeah, but everything you're telling me with your body, with everything, your language doesn't say that. Right. Like they're like a manager at a big corporate, mm-hmm. like, you right. know, busted exactly. kind of place. They're probably like, I really want, like, I want right. this result mm-hmm. and here's how I'm going to, which is the type that's most likely to be like, nah, I'm good. I don't oh. need to take that. Threes. Threes. Well, I'm not mentally typing him right now, but that might be. <laughs> Even when you said that, <laughs> I, just I was... tried to skim it. Well, 
Yeah, because <laughs> the, the threes are threes are the chameleons of the Enneagram. They can blend in with any type. Yeah. Um, whichever one looks the face of success, they can be that. Mm-hmm. So threes definitely would be the ones like, oh, I'm not typable. Can't type me. I'm just I'm. Oh, it's only nine numbers. I'm ten. <laughs> you know, and I've literally heard three say that before, and I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, okay, I got it. Right, We don't right. need to do the rest of these questions. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, but as they grow, three is absolutely amazing when they really do their growth work. Yeah. Um, because then they really start to find who they really are, which is the best part about a three. They can be great role models. So, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. What has been your favorite part of doing this work? Um, ooh, the growth Everything in my life gets better when I work on myself. Mm. Everything. Every relationship. Every relationship. Tweet that, y'all. Yes. That was the quotable. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything, everything in my life gets better. The more I love myself, the, mo- the more I learn about myself and I observe myself, uh, the more I start to understand the world, the better I can love myself, the better I can have compassion for myself, the better I can have a relationship with God. Yeah. Then the better I can have a relationship with everybody else. It's like everything just gets better. Everything, like the choices, the things I do, everything just moving forward. When I become self-aware, it just changes so much because I start to realize I'm, I, I stop believing all the lies that I used to tell myself or that I believed about myself. And the lies like things like um, I'm not scared or I'm not fearful. Five, six, oh. and sevens, we are fear-based. And it's so much. And every day I'm learning like, Oh, you're not doing it because you're scared. You, you're you're making a reason. You're making some crazy reason why you're not ready to do it. You're just scared. You're scared. Wow. Right. And so a deep part of my growth, too, is um, going through pain. But it's getting in touch with my emotional side as well. Like learning that feelings are okay. Matter of fact, they're great, you know. So you can you can mesh with them. They're, they're okay, you know. Um. So yeah, that, that has probably been the best part. And then too, I've seen people grow and develop from it as well, like crazy. I've seen the development of people, like, I can't even tell you just how much I've seen people grow from it. And just not only grow, when I say grow, I mean like being healed, like they're healed, Yeah. you know, like internally, like. They, they love themselves. They see themselves as better. They like everything. Like it's just, just the whole gambit of things. You just, at, there was a point at one of my, when I got certified that I was in complete peace um, because it's, it's an intense week. It is a super intense hours on hours of intense work. But uh, me and two other friends went to the beach and we stood there and for 10 minutes straight, we didn't say a word. We just looked at where the sun where, where the sun and the water met. And we were completely silent. And it was just pure peace, bliss. I, I rarely feel that, you know, and I, and I, but I'm, I'm close. I'm getting, getting closer to that, you know, yeah. as I live. But it was a state where I was like, wow, this is where I can get to. This, this is what this feels like. Right. <laughs> this is what I can get to. I am, and I don't have to wear... Uh, a mask because personality which is good about the Enneagram it's like I'm taking apart more and more of my mask and being okay with who I am and loving who I am because we wear a mask every day almost for different situations different people different things but as I explore the Enneagram and do my growth work 
I constantly can take off more pieces of the mask and be okay. And it no longer controls me. So as a seven, when I walk into a place, I don't have to be the life of the party. I don't have to. Like, I don't have to assume that role and I'm the life of the party because that's not always what I want to do, you know? But I can turn it on if I need to and if I want to. But I don't have to go in and, like, feel this one spot, this niche. Like, right. oh, this is my spot. I am... <laughs> I'm that funny guy that's, you know, always around and never, never settling down, never, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't have to be that person. Just be more whole. Yes, whole, wow. full. And that's one of the things about the seven that we want deeply is to feel full. And that's yeah. why we, gluttony is our, like, greatest issue because we try to fill that spot. With, uh, with a little bit. Yep. Of, wow. of everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. This is just so exciting. Yes, this is this is deep. This is definitely probably two episodes by the way, also. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um but one. Go deep. Right. Wanna, wanna know it all. Right. because so, it's um yeah, it, it's it's just it's just very deep. It has moved me and the people I love so much. Like everyone knows I am my Enneagram. They know I'm certified now, but enthusiast. It's like I go to conferences, like I'm doing this, I'm working with people, but I've seen it work even at my job. Now, I don't get paid to do Enneagram work at my job. Um, I just started. Um, but it's a tool in the tool belt that like, I mean, oh my gosh. I exactly. Mean, if you're doing the coaching and things with other people, you right. clearly believe that that oh. is something that can help people in their careers. So, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. you're modeling it by using it in your career. Right. And so I'm, I'm not going to mention the school. They want to use the services next year. And I'm an LLC, so it's time to, yeah. it's time to, um, you know, if you provide value, you right. know, you should be rewarded value right. as well. Um, but nevertheless, it is so powerful. It's helped our adult culture. Like oh. last year, our adult culture in the building was horrible. Like it was the, literally the reason, like I felt sick and did not want to go to work. Like the anxiety was so bad. Yeah. It was just like, I don't want to go to work. And everybody was like, that. it was just bad. But this year, the adult culture is so much better. You know, it's not great. You know, it takes time. Everybody has to grow. Right. Nothing's but, overnight. Oh, right. But it's way better. We can at least communicate a lot about the issues we have. And we've had different issues in different classrooms with certain teachers. And they would come to me and ask me about it. And so knowing the different types, I'm able to pinpoint specifically, all right, so let's pull out what we can do with you. We're not going to worry about this other person. What inside of you do we have to work with in order to help, you know, get a resolution to this issue? So it has been powerful. And then it's powerful, too, because the kids I work with, even though, you know, you don't type kids. Right. Yeah. Um, But a lot of times you can tell what um, center of intelligence they are in. So I. Right. So I can understand how um, they perceive the world first, however they perceive the world first. So I can understand how to communicate to them better. So, right. yeah, so for like our young ladies who, who are ones or not, and our fellows who are ones, um, when they make a mistake at that level, it is devastating when they can't do something right. It is devastating or they feel they've done something. Right, it's devastating. So I know to not be just like me, it was like, okay, get over it. It's done. It's in the past. All right, let's right. move on because that's not, that's not where they are. And so they're I, already on like chapter three yes. of how I did this terribly right. and why and what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so, cause they've attached it to their value and it's like, that's not a part of your value. It's just something that you do. That's something you can get better at. It's just, it's kind of part of life. And so it's not your value. And so, um, 
it also helps this is another enneagram thing time oriented like so each type has a different time orient so yeah so how you see time or how you um predominantly operate in time it tells that too so that helps me understand that some kids will get over stuff quickly some kids will take a long time to get over things um some kids will be stuck there because they're they're present they're overly present to the moment so they're just like oh no it's now it's now it's now and i'm like okay well let's think about the future though okay so we don't like this feeling now right okay so what are we going to do in the future so this doesn't feel like this again but at the same time not dismissing how they feel because it doesn't help them heal from it you know and move on so that has helped me immensely See, this is a whole nother. Oh yeah, this is a whole nother part of the enneagram that gets like deeper and deeper. We start talking about how we see time, um, and so that that lends into parenting. You know, like everything, parenting, how we communicate with friends and family and decisions and everything. Just all the stuff. It's like, well, I see the world in this way, where somebody's always stuck in the past. It's like, well, why didn't she just move on? And right. It's just like, oh. Right, because they're thinking of every little thing in the past. And to a certain degree, it can be healthy. As long as no one gets stuck where they're going, right? We, it can be healthy. We just got to be able to kind of utilize all of them. Oh, it's deep. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it's deep. It's just so neat. It's deep. And I'm so, I don't know, I'm always inspired by people who are learning. And, like, and not just learning at the surface level, but, like, taking right. something like this and just really going deep with it. Mm-hmm. And learning and applying it to other people. Right. So that's just very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. um, Oh, my goodness. Um, This is so much fun. Yes, we had like another interview too or something. Oh, my goodness. Um, Want to do like Enneagram in business or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Okay. Um, So before we wrap up, can you um, let the audience know how they can find muddies and all the wonderful tastiest treats in the world yes so of course visit our website muddiesbakeshop.com that's m-u-d-d-y-s-b-a-k-e-s-h-o-p.com you can find our addresses but we have a store in midtown and a store in east memphis so that one's the original one the wee little shop in the shopping center and occasionally you can visit our kitchen on broad avenue in fact i highly recommend that one if you can come take a kitchen tour we post those on our website as well but you know as someone who is a maker and values the full spectrum of the process and really going deep um, it's a great opportunity to come in and actually see us at work and Mm. learn a little bit about the behind the scenes uh, so check us out there, and of course we have you know Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, learning how to use Instagram stories, and it's yeah, no, it's... like watching a ninety-year-old woman learn how to use a phone. I mean, it, oh. but it's it's fun, and I... boy, is it like it's so what is this much? And they keep adding features. Yeah, I, I'm also in it. I'm in the same boat, learning Instagram and like. I'm an analog kind of gal for the most part, so this has been a, a fun a fun journey. So I'm sure if you want to see some like Insta, there have definitely been a few things where it's like, oh, that posted, ha right. <laughs> guess that's out there. Like, um, so yeah, if you're into Instagram boopers, come and check us out at Buddy's Big Shop. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Um, thank you for allowing me time to interview. This is great. 
It was absolutely great. Yes. I'm super excited. So that's all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share. That is rate, which helps others find the show. Subscribe. Did you get the latest and greatest episodes? And share if you feel this information can benefit someone you know. Uh, if you need personal life coaching or career coaching that is around the Enneagram, I do that. And you can go to kaizencareers.com. That's kaizencareers.com, K-A-I-Z-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-S.com. Or contact me at Milton at kaizencareers.com. And that number is 901-334-1644. Also, if you would like to be a patron supporter uh, like Shay and the different patron supporters I have, you can go to patreon.com forward slash do it for the gram. The Patreon community has more uh, access to exclusive content, merchandise, and input on the podcast. And if you're in the Memphis area, uh, I'm developing a community around the Enneagram, and it's called Enneagram 901. You can sign up on the Facebook page, and we're going to start having different events because I definitely want to build a community around the Enneagram and help a lot of different people. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. And if you're a one and you're letting that inner critic start to take over like Brenda, make sure you put her in the side seat. And do it for the gram. The Enneagram, of course. See you soon. Cool. Thank you.